How's it going today, guys? We're back here live in the studio once again for an episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Today's Friday, May 29th, 2020. Um, I am joined once again by none other than the Brett Baker. Um, before I introduce Brett and let him say what's up to all y'all real quick, I just want to say this. I know I've been been MIA for the last two weeks, but um, you know, I just want to take a little time off, but at the same time, you know, there's really wasn't a whole lot to talk about. And rather than sit here, you know, and talking about the NFL months out from what we're going to get and all this, you know, speculation and making just some whack content, I figured I'd wait till I had some real content. And plus, you know, once I saw Bundesliga is back, I figured NBA couldn't be far behind in MLB. So we finally have a good bit of information, everything. We got a great show for y'all, but Brett, why don't you say what's up to the people and tell them what you've been up to. How's it going, everybody? Um, so with the Bundesliga coming back, we also have the Premier League coming back at the middle of June. So sports should be back soon, which is very reassuring, very exciting. I cannot wait for things to pick back up, even though we might not even get the MLB season with that bogus proposal by the uh, owners. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about, um, we'll dive into the NBA potential return within the next couple of weeks or maybe even a month. But... Aside from that, um, you, Thomas took a two-week hiatus from his podcast. I took a good five-month hiatus um, for mine, but it's all for a good reason. Um, about four months ago, I decided to take a step back from podcasting and create this website. Um, pretty much this website was this idea that I had to bring all the people that I've talked to that want to do their own podcasts or their own piece of sports journalism, sports media, video content, everything like that, pretty much create a platform to have all of them together, collaborating, networking together, and creating some really cool content. Um, unluckily for me, I released it in the midst of a global pandemic in which every single sport, except for Korean baseball, just stopped. Um, so hopefully in the next few months, we'll be able to really get things kicked off and running at full speed but until then we're just kind of uh squeaking by hoping that we get some sports here and there yeah i know for sure the bundesliga has done a nice little job of uh of giving us a little bit of that but we'll talk about that type of stuff later they even first, some crowd noise yeah they, uh, they must learn from the falcons but anyway <laughs> um let's go ahead and get down here to the possibility of the nba returning so the most recent news of that notification that i just got and this is kind of how we'll start out talking about it is that um these teams are planning on skipping the rest of the regular season, skipping straight ahead to the playoffs. Do you think this is a good idea, Brett? I do. I mean, if you look at the standings, the teams that are near, um, you know, getting in, even in the Eastern Conference, the Wizards are the closest team at that nine spot uh, to the Magic, and they're five games, five and a half games back, um, five and a half games back with a shortened season coming back. I think they only had about 30 games left as it is. Um, when you shorten that down to maybe half of that, it's almost impossible for them to come back and you know get into that eighth seed. And even if they do, what is the purpose of all the rest of the teams below them playing? Um, it, it, there's no real possibility of the Wizards squeezing in and actually winning um, anything for that matter. So I think that's a good call on their end. As for the Western Conference, you got you know three teams vying for that eighth seed and Obviously, you'd have to do a play-in. Um, you know, Damian Lillard already came out and said that he's not going to play unless he doesn't get a realistic opportunity to make the playoffs. Totally understand that. So 
I think that it needs to start right there at the playoffs. There needs to be a play-in um, for the Trailblazers, Pelicans, and the Kings, and the Grizzlies, and we need to just see who you know gets in. Yeah, look, I, I agree with you completely on the play-in. I think it's fun, and I think it's fun to shake things up a little bit. Um, I want to let me finish this this take real quick, and then I want to get your opinion on how on how you feel about this, but. I really don't think that no matter what team wins the championship that it's going to be looked at and respected in the same way in the same light. And you got to think about it this way too. If we're going to come in here and expect to play regular 48-minute games, seven-game series, I mean, players are going to be dropping left and right getting injured. Not only also is it going to screw the entire timeline up of the NBA season next year, free agency, and the draft, but on top of it screwing all those things up, I mean, we can't have our players going, dropping like flies out there on the court and being hurt for long periods of time. I think the best thing that they should do here is they need to shorten the games to 40 minutes, take do it kind of like the NCAA where they take all where they do that play in, then they take the top 16 teams, reseed them by the rep by the um best records and then they after that they take them all and they play 40 they play three game series. 40-minute quarters, and then the finals is five-game is five game series. I really just think that it's foolish to play seven-game series and let all – I mean, players are going to get hurt so much. It already happens enough in the playoffs like we saw with Kevin Durant last year. Clay Thompson, the last thing we want to see is all our players get hurt and be stuck with an NBA missing four, four or five, six of the top 15 players in the league because they're all injured. I understand the injury concern for sure. Um, that's something that – there's definitely a priority for the NBA to decide how they're going to handle this. But at the same time, I think that if you come in and you play, because let's face it, this is going to be a shortened season as it is. Um, players definitely have been able to find a way to like stay in shape. Obviously, they're professional athletes. So I think having the whole entire playoffs on both sides of the Eastern and Western Conference as a five-game series between every single one, and then do a seven-game series in the NBA Finals. I think that is the only way to make this season truly, like, credentialed. I kind of disagree with the entire thing that this is going to be, like, a discredited season for whoever wins the championship. And the reason I say that is, you know, I'm a big golfer, and I always point towards this. When you're on a golf course that is in really poor conditions and nobody's particularly playing well and... There's really like, it's just a bad situation. It's like raining or something like that. The phrase that's always brought up is that you are all playing in the same situation. It's always going to be the same situation. You are all in the same field. You're playing in, with, with the same conditions and the same experiences. It's it's tough luck. It sucks. But I think that um, if you worry too much about injury concerns, then you're just going to make this season not even worth continuing. Because if you do this like weird playoff structure, people are always going to say, I saw, you know, I saw this video about this guy talking about if LeBron James wins this championship, people are always going to be like, yeah, he won it, but yeah, but so to make it a little bit less of a yeah, but situation, I think that it has to be at least semi-realistic playoff setting. Yeah, I just that. think it's be fun to shake everything up. And I mean, I I understand if we start the season a little bit later, but I just really don't want to see all our players get hurt and also in the process extremely mess up the timeline for next season. I mean, it's 
there's going to be a lot of effects on next season already. I mean, I know salaries probably won't be as big for these free agents because just because, and we'll see a lot of these free agents sign these shorter deals just because teams are going to lose out on a lot of revenue by not being able to have fans in stadiums. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm all for the NBA coming back and returning. I just think trying to jump into the playoffs in seven-game series, I mean, they're, I just see players getting hurt left and right. So I think shortening down the games and everything is the best possible way to do things here. Um, but, I mean, I think it had, this is going to have massive effects on next offseason. I mean, think about the Bucks, for example. That's who I wrote my article on. I mean, the fact that if the Bucks don't win a championship or come close to it, I mean, Giannis is going to be out of there. It's gonna. I mean, these free agents are gonna be signing short-term deals, probably. Probably for it'll probably mess up the salaries for the next two years or so. So we'll see these short-term deals probably from a lot of these free agents, and then them, you know, trying to get those bigger deals in the next two years when everything goes back to normal. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's definitely a weird situation, and I know you think that it hurts a lot of those teams like the Bucks who have these superstar players that they want to re-sign, bring back their franchise players that are not going to get the opportunity to truly compete um, for, you know, what you would expect as the realistic version. And I know that, like, for example, the Bucks, Giannis has said that he hasn't gotten the opportunity to be in a gym because he doesn't have, like, a home basketball court or whatever. So it's going to be – it's going to definitely be weird. Um, I think as far as the NBA's return goes this season – because it's hard to look past this season because that's the only thing that's in front of us. You have to start with the playoffs and you have to reevaluate it, um, you know, once it concludes to kind of figure out what exactly the long-term effects of everything that's happened are going to be. Because who knows? Like, we could restart the playoffs. It goes perfectly well. Um, we don't lose any players to injury. Um, God forbid that happens. And... I mean, we might have a very competitive playoff. Like, I mean, like I said, everybody's playing in the same conditions. So I'm just looking forward to it being back. And hopefully it's back sooner rather than later. Oh, for sure. I think they said the return would be probably mid to late late July, possibly even early August. So, I mean, any return at all is, is good with me. I'll just be excited to have basketball back, like we said. Um that's pretty. I'll said my piece on this before we go to power play. You got anything else you want to say about the NBA returning before we move to power play? I'm good to go. Bet. Let's do it. So me and Brett used to do power play back a while ago, and we kind of decided to bring it back a little bit once again. Back and for those y'all don't know, we just briefly touch. Yeah, we just briefly touch on a couple quick topics. So let's go ahead and start here with the first one. Mac McLung. He was the number two transfer player transferred from Georgetown. For those of y'all who don't know who Mac McLung is. He's the superstar dunker, who the white boy who took Twitter and Instagram by storm with his highlight videos of him throwing down in high school. Um, he's transferred to Texas Tech. Um, do you think that this is a good move for him, or do you think he should have tried to go to the NBA? I definitely don't think he should have gone to the NBA. I think it's a good move for him to transfer, although I'm not sure that Texas Tech is you know, the greatest location for him to go. Um, but I don't know, obviously, the market that he had, and I would have liked to see him go back home to play in Virginia. I think, you know, Virginia would have been a great place for him. As, oh, or yeah. as I mean, Tony Bennett can make anybody fit an offense, uh, especially his offense, and I think that he see, actually Tony fits Bennett along with that offensive offense. Players. Yeah. yeah, they need scores. Yeah, he fits along with that because he's a dominant ball player, or like a dominant ball handler, and or he's ball dominant, and he loves to score. 
and he's lost a, Tony Bennett's lost a lot of that um, in the last over the last offseason, and I think that that would have helped Virginia a lot. But obviously, I don't know what his market was, um, and it seemed like he made his decision pretty quick. So I don't know if it's the greatest decision in terms of where he's going, but I definitely think it's best that he didn't go to the NBA. Um, I agree with you that it was best that he didn't go to the NBA, and I honestly think he made the best decision, too, by transferring to Texas Tech. Outside of their two grad transfers, they pretty much returned their entire team this upcoming season. Coach Chris Beard is pretty much taking this team, this program, to new heights. I think Texas Tech has become one of the blue, is becoming one of the blue bloods once again in college basketball that they were back in the day. And I think it's a great decision for Mac McLung, and I think he's going to play well and fit in well with this team here. And I think Texas Tech's going to have another great season. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they start out the season ranked inside the top 10. So big things coming out of Lubbock next season. Um, next, we had another transfer go down, this time in college football. And I know you as a Georgia fan are very hyped to talk about this one. JT Daniels, sophomore quarterback from USC, has transferred to the University of Georgia. How do you feel about this one? Yeah, I was actually talking about this uh, this morning with one of my friends, and I'm honestly a little bit, not per se, not confused, but we went from having no depth at the quarterback position to now having Jamie Newman and JT Daniels coming in to compete, I guess, and I don't know if JT Daniels is going to be available for the upcoming season. Um, it seems like the NCAA has been a little bit more lenient about you know, waiving that uh, first year of uh, transfer. And he might be eligible, who knows, but I'm kind of looking forward to seeing that UGA is going to put in a solid, legitimate, because it doesn't seem like we've had one in the past, a legitimate quarterback race um, for the starting job um, come the fall. So hopefully, I'm kind of leaning towards Jamie Newman. I think he makes our offense a little bit more diverse and versatile, but we'll see. I'm not a big fan of USC quarterbacks, to be honest, but... I'm glad that we have him. Um, Jay, I actually think JT Daniels is a, t is a beast. I think he's a stud. I really, really liked him at USC, and I can understand him leaving after Slovis took the starting job from him. Honestly, like you said, you know, Georgia – not exactly as stacked up as you'd want to see in that quarterback room. I now think that they have two great quarterbacks. Thing is with Newman, he's a little bit better of a runner than Daniels is. Daniels is more of a pocket passer, so I think that it gives him that versatility as well. But honestly, I think best case scenario here for UGA is Daniels has to sit out the year. You have Newman in there as your quarterback. I mean, Jamie Newman, honestly, to me, was like is like the ACC Cam Newton when he was at Wake last year. He can throw the ball, but he's more of a runner, and he's a big, bruising, powerful runner, too, when he runs the ball. So I think it's a good move for Georgia. And look, if they are handing the reins the following season over to JT Daniels, I mean, I think it still makes them a national championship favorite. I think it's absolutely massive that they landed him. So I think it's a great move for both parties. Yeah, it, um, it definitely solidifies their future as at the quarterback position for sure. Oh, no doubt about that one. So the next one here is hmm. where will Cam Newton go? So this was one of our two fan questions. Um, and I'll go ahead and start out with this one. To be honest with you guys, I really think that it's going to come down to um, Cam Newton um, transferring to – I mean, not what I'm saying transferring. I'm stuck in college. I think Cam Newton is going to go to a team where their quarterback goes down early and they need to replace them, which I know that's not really specific enough. But if I had to pick a specific team that I think that he could play quarterback for to start off this next season, 
it, it's just so tough to pick one out. I mean, I think there's tons of spots where he fits well and where he can make a team great. But I'm just going to go with Pittsburgh, man. I really think that Pittsburgh is foolish here to not pick up Cam Newton. You think about Cam Newton when he played his best. It was when he had a nasty defense where that he stacked, where they stacked the backfield for him with running backs and ran the ball over teams and controlled the clock. And then their defense, nobody was scoring on him when they had Keekley, Thomas Davis, and all them. So. I actually think they can do the exact same thing here once again, and I think Pittsburgh would be foolish not to give Cam Newton a call. Yeah, I think it is mo- most advantageous for teams to kind of wait on Cam Newton um, for a couple reasons. Um, one, I think a lot of teams right now, because the Panthers kind of screwed Cam Newton um, by releasing him when they did, I think that a lot of teams are kind of waiting to see what they have at the quarterback position. And if it's not working out, I think that they can bring Cam Newton in. And the longer they wait, the cheaper Cam Newton gets, uh, the higher value you get out of him. And to be quite honest, because the Panthers waited so long, I think Cam Newton would have already been gone in a position where he could start um, week one next year with a new team. Uh, Instead, the Panthers waited, really screwed him. I lost a lot of respect for that organization when they did that. Um, I kind of wish, as a Cowboys fan, that they would have picked Cam Newton up over Andy Dalton to put the fear of God in Dak Prescott's eyes. Um, doesn't seem to like. That's a whole different story, but Dak Prescott just needs to sign the contract for God's sake. Um, super annoying, but yeah, I think I agree with you. I think it's going to come down to a quarterback getting hurt early on in the season. I could see, you know, honestly. I hate to say it, but we haven't seen Russell Wilson go down for extended periods of time. His offensive line is awful. So um, I could see him fitting along with, you know, Seattle, Pittsburgh. I could see him even going to somewhere like the Jets. Um, Sam Darnold, you know, has a pass, I will say. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, it just depends. I could also see a quarterback going down for just a couple weeks and him stepping in and honestly stealing the job somewhere like the chargers um no i i I could definitely see any of those let's move here now to our last question and this is another funny one here i've selected Hmm. which athlete has the hottest wife i'll go ahead and answer right here i'm gonna go with mike fisher with carrie underwood i mean she's the sunday night football girl she's i mean she's carrie underwood i don't i need to say no more is that all that's all you got yeah, it's all. I mean, bro, it's Carrie Underwood. What, okay. what more do I have to say? Well, I will say um, Dustin Johnson's got a great one, and um, Wayne Gretzky's daughter, uh, one you'd be dating and uh, you'd be married to the a goat, a, a goat, a offspring of a goat, um, which is pretty cool, and she's smoking hot. And on top of that, I also, you know, you have to go with a obvious one of the obvious picks which is Giselle um Tom Brady's wife is <laughs> the most overhyped pick ever supermodel but dude you gotta take into account the whole picture supermodel makes more money than her six-time Super Bowl champion quarterback husband which doesn't even make sense so I think that um you gotta take into the account the full picture I don't think she can play golf so I think I'm gonna go with Paul Paula yeah, bro. Paul, I mean, I almost picked Paul, so that's a good one. Um, let's keep things moving, though, here. And real briefly, the NHL will be skipping straight to the playoffs. It's going to be 24 teams make the playoffs, and they play in kind of the bracket the way they do. I'm not sure if they decided how many games or not they'll be playing, but 
you think that this is a good move by the NHL? Man, I'm going to be honest with you. The NHL is not my forte. I honestly don't Same. really know shit about the NHL. But, you know, it kind of sounds fun having this uh, kind of tournament style, bracket style playing on the playoffs. And I might actually watch some of the NHL playoffs. I usually do like here and there. And it's usually kind of drunkenly in like a random area. So I'm like not big on the NHL. Not going to act like I'm an expert by any means. But sadly enough... Although I'm not an expert, I will probably end up betting substantial amounts of money because I just haven't been able to. Um, so, yeah, that's my answer on that one. Um, I'm going to agree with you on that one. I will definitely be watching this just because there's no other sports on and I love watching sports. But I'll be honest with you guys. I have nothing against hockey. I mean, I have the most respect for hockey Agreed. players. I've seen them get hit in the face and get all their teeth knocked out and come back in and play later on that game. But... I'm a basketball guy, and I mean, there's just no way that I'm ever going to watch hockey over the NBA or college basketball, and that's the way it's always been. But in this situation here, we have no basketball, so looks like I'm definitely going to be tuning in and checking out some hockey. You know, I've been watching NASCAR a lot, and a fun fact for people that don't know, <laughs> I actually went to grade school with Chase Elliott, um, who just won the Allsco 500 uh, yesterday night, and he did it for... When's he jumping on the my... podcast? Dude. I could probably attempt it, but I haven't talked to him in years. We actually got ISS in like fourth grade for uh, karate chopping pencils into the roof. Um, uh, trust me, I've definitely done that a time kid. as well. He got sent, but um, yeah, he actually just won last night, and he dedicated it to a kid named Judd Ply who went to my high school. He uh, overdosed, I guess, six months ago. Um, really sad story, but shout out Chase Elliott for winning. He's actually honestly could have won two to three races out of the last four attempts out but uh, Kyle Busch fucked him one time and then um, he finally won it and then he won, it, won the truck series on Tuesday so good for Chase Elliott NASCAR is actually pretty fun to watch in like the last 20 laps not the rest <laughs> but yeah I've been watching NASCAR so there's that. Yeah, NASCAR NASCAR is great on Sundays when you're hungover. You just throw it on, you turn your fan up all the way, get you a nice blanket, sit in your recliner, and then you wake up and it's the end of the race. So I will say that's... though, people sleep on NASCAR because you don't it kind of blows your mind because these dudes are flying around a track for four hours, like two hundred times around the same circle. No AC because it slows the car down. I mean that's like it's honestly a pretty athletic feat, and people just don't give it enough credit. So no, I agree, I agree with you. I'm not hating on NASCAR. It's just too boring oh, for me. Definitely. Trust me, I'll ne I'll never hate on another sport. It's just sometimes you know it's just too boring for me to get my head it around. Um, for sure. um, let's move now to the MLB proposal. So I guess it was on Monday or Tuesday of last week. The MLB had a proposal on the table, and it was a revenue sharing proposal. Basically, wait, did you look? You pulled the exact numbers up because I mean I know some of them off the top of my head, but. You have the exact ones up. <laughs> okay, it's, it's fine. It's fine. So basically, if you're supposed to make thirty-five million dollars this next week, this next season, you'd make seven point five million dollars. If you're supposed to make one million dollars, you'd make four hundred k. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's still some damn good money. But I mean, when you're budgeted your money out for the year to make thirty-five million dollars, getting seven and a half, I mean, that ain't gonna cut it. And look, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think that the MLB owners and the players are way too far off to come to an agreement. And I personally am leaning on the side of 
there probably not being any MLB return this season, but I think it's going to be absolutely detrimental to the sport and kill the sport. I mean, baseball is a sport that's been fighting for life. I think they had one of their better years with all those home runs flying out. I think it was one of the most fun MLB seasons I can remember in a while, and there was a lot of hype around it. Now you come out here and you sit out the entire season. I mean, what's everyone really going to be everyone's lasting, you know, like views and opinions and feelings towards uh, towards Major League Baseball, you know? So I think that... I think they got to figure something out, but as of right now, it's not looking good, and I really don't think we're going to have a season. Yeah, it's actually pretty uh, ridiculous that the owners are trying to take such severe pay cuts from players that have really worked their ass off all throughout their careers to get these contracts, get these enormous contracts, which, yes, when you look at it from an outside perspective and you look at it from like the everyday life, people are constantly going to be like, oh, you're still making more than any American in the country right now, but that's not the point. Um, you can't have the MLB without the players. Like you can't have a season without the players. And I get that there's mm-hmm. going to be no fans and all that. And that I understand having to take a pay cut, but I think that everything should be on a, it's pretty easy to scale out. I mean, you take the 162 games in a season and you times it by however many years there are on that contract. So let's say you take, Ronald Acuna's deal. You take the eight years, you divide that 162 or times it, and then you divide how much money they're making per game, and you pay them that number per game that they play this year, and they're going to play a shortened season, so you're going to be paying them less anyway. Um, it just sucks, or at least give them a reassurance that they're going to make it in you know the future. Uh, maybe like a top-heavy season, um, push that money towards another year, um, or you know, pull the old Manny Ramirez where he's still getting paid by the Red Sox to this day. Um, I think I saw with the pay cuts. Or Bobby Bonilla. Yeah, I think I saw, yeah, Bobby Bonilla. I think I saw with one of the pay cuts that a retired MLB player, or a lot of retired MLB players, would be making more than some of your like top athletes uh, in the sport today and the current it's ridiculous like, which is so stupid and um, I just don't think they're going to come down to a deal if the owners are not willing to you know put the money on the table and I know that Marcus Stroman um, among other players he actually tweeted it outright and said this season and I quote this season is not looking promising keeping the mind and body ready regardless time to dive into some life after baseball projects Hope everyone is staying safe and healthy. Brighter times remain ahead. So that's not looking good. I mean, that's straight up not at all looking promising for the MLB season. Yes, it's kind of a sport that's losing popularity. I think they had a great season last year. I think probably one of the more viewed seasons. Um, But you skip a whole season of baseball, then I'm not sure what type of retention rate you're going to get from a lot of the fans. No, that's what I'm saying. Like you can't missing the entire season is literally the most detrimental thing baseball can do. I mean, it, I don't, I, like you said, you know, and like even Stroman said, I don't think it's going to happen, but the owners got to move. I mean, the owners have to move their position. I don't blame the players at all. It's all on the owners at this point. They're going to have to come together and figure something out here or else we might be screwed on baseball. Last quick little topic here. 
before we get up out of here, and this is just kind of, you know, a nice little fun personal thing. Brett, what have you been doing to fill your time that is occupied with sports and what or and even what sports have you been using to fill those uh, voids missing? <laughs> well, when I first started and things were getting really bleak and dark for me, um, I, I was actually watching a bunch of esports and betting on them, which <laughs> it's not great for me. I was watching like Counter-Strike. It took me like a breaking point. It was like... It was like one weekend of like betting on Counter-Strike and I was like sitting there watching it on my kitchen counter and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? And I just like closed it and like stopped betting on Counter-Strike, which I should have had that realization before I even started that. Um, aside from that and since that dark moment, um, which I consider rock bottom, I've actually been doing a lot of uh, video content, um, trying to work on my craft in terms of like being able to produce uh, cooler and better things for my, you know, followers and my TRP, my role players out there. Um, I'm actually working on a little bit of a project, which will be one of the first TRP originals, as I'm calling them. Um, I'm going to actually do a little video series that I will release in a um, weekly 10 part series. So be on the lookout for that. Um, I've already kind of started on the first two going to be a while before they come out but I think that um you know with the fact that we've kind of run out of things to do here I think I'll be able to focus in and get them done no that's good that's a good thing you know you've been doing productive things with your free time and it's what you got to do you got to make the most out of what you got and oh. I mean if, if betting on counter strikes what you got at least you made the most out Dude, of it you know so another me, thing I've learned before you start another thing mm -hmm. that I've learned I think I might be best at betting at UFC than I am at any other sport. I have missed one pick out of the entire UFC slate of fights. I've missed one pick. Granted, I have not bet on every single fight, but the ones that I choose to bet on, I've only missed one, and it was a parlay that I missed. And honestly, I missed it because Barbosa got screwed on the uh, on the judge on the judge fight judgment so dude that's my bread and butter hey before that i say my say what i got real quick um nba's eyeing a july 31st return so uh, reported by shams so i mean that is a very reliable source right there so that would be freaking awesome guys if we could get that back but pretty much what i've been doing is y'all know i made some podcasts um i tried to make the draft a massive deal you know i pretty much just any sporting events i can australian football i'm not gonna lie i was watching that a little bit before they canceled that season um, I've actually been watching a lot of Bundesliga lately and betting on that. We've been doing well, so hopefully we uh, our match is 0-0 zero, zero right now, so we need a little something to happen here in the second half. But, you know, ultimately I've just been trying to write articles. I wrote a few of those, but pretty much just do anything I possibly can to keep putting out content and to keep making things. And it looks like, guys, things are, things are only looking up. We're going to keep getting things back. Like you said, Premier League's coming back next month as well as, I mean, the NBA's coming back July 31st, hopefully. So, Things are looking up, guys, and we're just going to keep on working and grinding. And y'all know the second the sports come back, and you're not going to see anybody work harder than me and Brett. For sure, dude. And honestly, I need to get you tied up on making video content. Hey, I'm, trust me, that's where that's the next step I've been trying to take for a long time. So I'm ready whenever, bro. Well, but um, I think I'm good to go on this one. I think that we've done a pretty good job, and we've been real casual about it because that's all we can do. But, hey, sports are kind of back. We're getting there. 
Yep, sports are kind of back, guys. We appreciate everyone who tuned in once again, and we'll talk to you all again soon. Peace. Good shit.